those nations that retained their original languages as their official language, they are doing wonderfully well than those who have adopted a foreign language as their official language. If you have to praise God in your original tongue, it comes with so much value compared to when you praise God in another tongue. You will be so inspired because you will be praising God with the wholeness of your being. David, in his original language, sat down to think about the goodness of God. And he said so many wonderful things about God, which made God declare him officially as a man after his own heart. As a matter of fact, the copy of Bible you have has gone through different translations. But in all, before it was translated, those who spoke what they said, said it in their native tongue. One of the limits that had been unconsciously created in the place of praises, in the place of worship, is this disability that was caused by language. I took a series last week titled The Power and the Value of Words. I'm still going to revisit it again because in this part of the world, before our languages were translated or before the adoption of a new language as the official language in our schools, the people were more spiritually active than now. If you go to Asia, they retained the original language, which meant that they retained the value of the words they said. The words we speak are spirit and life. When was the last time you felt the move in the supernatural? When was the last time you felt it? It's as if it went away with the passing of time. When we started adopting English as our official language, it reduced the value of the words. And if the value of the words are reduced, the words are as good as unproductive. A lot of time, you find Christians declaring beautiful things into their lives. They declare what they desire, what they wish for, for themselves. But at the end of the day, it seems as if it's not working, even if they declare it in the name of the Lord. The issue of faith is also inclusive anyway, but most importantly, what people call faith mostly is emergency. That you declare a thing in emergency or out of necessity and pain does not mean it would happen. And those are the things a lot of people in this part of the world see as faith. God is good. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ declared, He said, You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss. In other words, all that is required to make what you ask for become a reality is not fully obeyed. A lot of times, when people are propelled to pray, they are only incited. You know, a story that makes them develop perfect hatred for that situation is declared in a few minutes. And that makes them to get incited, to have a perfect hatred for the situation. And they begin to express themselves in pressure. And sometimes it may amount to praying in a loud tone. That doesn't mean that you are praying in faith. That you pray with a loud voice is not the same as praying in faith. That you have been incited as well. Doesn't mean that you are praying in faith. Someone can just give you a story 
of how a young man was trying to travel out of the country, for example, and while he's sleeping at the trying to take a nap at the airport, he called his flight number and he was deeply asleep and he missed the flight. And somebody heard such and they tell you it may be the power from the father's house. And they will not tell you, pray so that the power from the father's house will not cause you to sleep at the edge of your breakthrough. And people begin to say, ah, how can I miss a flight that I prepared so much for, trying to seek a greener pasture? They begin to target on so many things. And people begin to get triggered to say, no, this will not happen to me. They begin to pray, okay, pray now. That does not mean that you are praying in faith. You are only praying out of what? Incitement and necessity. That's why it's necessary. You must know God. You must know God. I mean, you must know God personally than seeing Him as a problem solver. A lot of people see God as a problem solver and they don't even know that they don't know God. That you know that He solves problems doesn't mean that you have known Him. You need to develop a relationship with Him. You need to see the possibility of having an existing relationship with Him. It will reduce how much you walk up and down to prayer houses to seek for guide by somebody that does not know you. The Bible says that those that know their God shall be made strong and shall be given exploits. If you know God, you will know yourself. The more you know God, the more you do what? Understand yourself. Hallelujah. The translation from one language to another most times reduces the value of the language. Long before translation came, we had the warriors. We had our fathers. Who would just wake up and declare that as I'm going out today, I'll be favored. And it used to be so until the translation came. The value became reduced because when you learned some of these languages, you learned them playfully. The best time to learn a language is when you are mature because whoever is teaching you is going to put in some what? Seriousness. The state at which you got to understand the official language you have in Nigeria, for example. It was taught in nursery schools where the character of the child is formed. And when they begin to teach these things, they teach it playfully. You know, some say after me, A, B, C, and D, E, F. And now to get the attention of the child, you need to play. You need to make it interesting. So because of this, it has unconsciously robbed anyone that went through those stages of what the strength and the value of those words. A lot of people are full of beautiful grammar. They speak so well, but without value. Sometimes you will see so many people speaking wonderfully well. They can give you definition of everything. They are grammarians, but without result. Why is it like that? Because they became so obsessed with learning the language and not the value of the words that formed the sentences. The word of God says that the words we speak are spirit and life. Why is it that most times when you are angry, you switch from the official language to your native dialect? Why is it like that? When you are extremely angry most times, you will be speaking the beautiful Queen's English. And as soon as you get provoked, you switch immediately because you begin to feel that that is not me. This is who I am. The value that your words carry determines what you attract by those words. The value. 
So what am I trying to say here this morning? I'm trying to bring us back to the point whereby we need to sit down and value those words. Now, how do you value those words? It's when you brood upon them that the meaning, it's what it means to you, will come alive. And when it comes alive, the next thing you begin to get is the result that comes with the value. I came to solve the problem once again of language barrier. You are a spirit being. You possess an energy field. What anyone declares into you, the weight it carries will determine whether you receive it or not. So this is the reason why before you speak, you need to be mindful. You need to create the value behind your words before you speak. The only time a lot of people put pressure, put life in their words is when they are angry. Are we together? That's the only time most of the people put weight, put pressure behind their words. And as children of God, the words you speak are spirit and life. A lot of people feel it is only when they want to pray that they should be serious with their words. Take your words seriously. That's if you have evolved from speaking your native dialect into speaking an official language, which was borrowed. If you are speaking a borrowed language, make sure you take your time to begin to value your words so that your words will come with results. Because today, a lot of people just speak. Their words carry no weight, carries no result. The power and the value of words will only come by the reason of your consciousness. What's the, are you speaking that thing absent-mindedly? You are speaking out of your head or you are speaking out of your heart? If you are speaking out of your heart, it's like you have thought of it. Am I communicating? You have, when you think about what you want to say, you are giving what you want to say life. Hallelujah. Not from the, what do you call it, storage. A lot of people just speak, they speak without minding what they are saying. And as a result, their life is still looking very, very shallow. What am I trying to say in essence? If you are speaking the English language as an official language, make sure your words does not go empty. Everything you say should come with so much weight. Yoruba will say, and Toba Monuro, my brother. That was, it is we who knows how to engage in deep thinking that can express gratitude. That's the reason why most of the time, when people want to praise God in their native dialect, and want to eulogize God, in fact, the descriptions used to be mind-blowing. How I communicate Somebody described in the native dialects in Nigeria that the God we serve is a God that conceived himself and he gave birth to himself. He's his own father, he's his own mother. The words that are mindfully thought out, they are spirit and life. God is good. The words you mindfully think through, when you declare them, they carry life, they carry power. When you sit down and think about the reason why you must make it. Why are you declare, I would make it. I tell you the truth. You have to make it. Things would answer to you. Because you are not just declaring. Don't you ever feel less when you are among those who are speaking in a borrowed language. Because when your confidence is dying, your power is also depleted. That you are not fast at acquiring a foreign language in the process of learning does not mean that you are not good enough. You are good. Hallelujah. Or probably you are in the company of those who speak fluently. If you are in the company of those who speak fluently, don't begin to feel you cannot make it. You are not a failure because of language barrier. Don't allow that to steal your confidence. Your success should not be measured by how many grammar you can speak. Your confidence is very, very important. The reason 
It's also important. Do you reason things out? Do you think things through? Do you think creatively? Or you spend a larger number of your days feeling how inadequate you are? I tell you, you can do all things. Yes, you can do the impossible. When you begin to reason it out that I can do the impossible and you begin to see reasons why you have to do the impossible and that you must do the impossible, it will happen. The preference and value you place upon the name of the Lord in the time of prayer will determine the response you get from him. Not that because they have said that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, I will do it. You are now mandating your prayer because the word of God said. In other words, you are conditioning God to hear your prayer, even if you do it without respect and honor. God is good. And at the end of the day, when the result does not come, you begin to say, God, why? Why me? God is alive and active. He's only alive and active to those who cherish and place so much preference on Him. You're not placing preference and value upon God and you expect Him to do whatsoever you want. He can't do it. God is not a man. God is only faithful to those who place much what? Preference. Who give Him preferential treatment. When it comes to everything that has to do with God, how do you carry it? King David was so blessed that you can hardly believe that he's even blessed. He sees fellowship with God as the blessing and not what should follow. Christ came to express this when he said, seek here first the kingdom. It is not when you die that you are seeking first God's kingdom. He says, seek here first his presence. It is his presence that should be your desire. When you think about God, what do you think about? Are you thinking about how big he is? How mighty he is? How gracious he is? Are you seeing what he's doing in life of that brother and sister? Are you seeing what he's doing in nature? What you should be praying for is that the Holy Spirit should create in you an hunger for God's presence, always. If not, a lot of things will crave your own attention and drain you. Because when you begin to have, a lot of things should be calling for your attention. But when you have a personal craving for God's presence, even as those things are calling for your attention, you know how to do what? Regulate everything. While you are see yearning, I want to know you more. That I may know you more. That I may know you more. Should be your craving. Seek your first. You know, the more you spend time in God's presence, the more you begin to understand His ways. It is when you know God's ways and you know God that you aspire to be like Him. I can tell you that a lot of people do not aspire to be like God. Am I communicating? They only aspire that you should give them what is blessings. So they'll be able to sort out everything that is giving them what? This challenge. Hallelujah. God is a spirit. I'm also a spirit being. Hallelujah. I see God raising the hand of somebody. And he's going to raise you to a point where no man will be able to bring you down. The level he wants to raise you to is a level no man will be able to say, I'm the one that raised him. God likes to sit down in the center of his center table to take the glory. When God Almighty opens a door for you, gratitude will open the next door. God will open the first door for you. What's your what? Gratitude will open the door of your next level. But we have not been able to understand these secrets. I mean, gratitude. You think about what to do to return all the glory to God. Secondly, you use your mouth to tell people how good God is. Hallelujah. 
Anytime you are showing God gratitude, you become a senior citizen. Spiritually, you become a senior citizen. And anywhere you enter, everything that is required to treat you as a senior citizen will be made available without even hearing your name for the first time. Now somebody's getting me. God will do his part, but you're also made to do your part. I leave with the final words. If you allow the barrier of language or the transition of language to rob you of your real identity, it is not their fault. It's your own fault. Because you made yourself available. God gave you an ability to reason, to be able to assess everything that's given to you. I'm speaking to us generationally now. The value of your languages have depleted. And that is the reason why in your village, those people that serve all those idols, they don't speak in English. They don't speak in English. And the original language they use to serve God is not English. The original translation, pronunciation for Jesus was not Jesus. As a matter of fact, there was no letter J translated from the original Greek language. It was Y, Yeshua, Hamashiach. The name of God is still working wonders. It is just you. God bless his work. If you are conversant with the podcast, you can easily locate your Spotify application where you can catch us up by searching Apostle Solomon Paul on Spotify. And we are on Google Podcasts as well with the same name, Apostle Solomon Paul. We're also on Breaker Radio with the same name, Apostle Solomon Paul. And on that the name Apostle Solomon Paul, you will find every of our broadcasts and you can click on any where you can be inspired by the Spirit-filled message as delivered by us in Jesus' name.